The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Biden, given that America is playing a key role in two major global crises in Ukraine and in Gaza, does that alter your previous commitment to defend Taiwan from any Chinese military action? And did Xi Jinping outline the conditions under which China would attack Taiwan? Look, I reiterated what I've said since I've become president, what every previous president of late has said, that uh, we, uh, we maintain the agreement that there is a one-China policy, and that uh, I'm not going to uh, change that. That's not going to change. And so uh, that's about the extent to which we discussed it. Happy Thursday, everybody. All right, back on track with a opening opening clip. And today we featured none other than the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Anyway, that was a little clip of Biden talking about his meeting with Chinese leader Xi Jinping, which is going on in San Francisco right now at the APEC Summit, APEC. And if you don't know what the APEC Summit is here, let me play a little clip for you. The APEC summit, some bullshit I have to attend, but it's all good. I tied in a trip to Vegas and will check out the Formula One this weekend. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Okay, yeah, I don't, you know, Eleven Labs just <laughs> just added new, just added new language translation, but that is that was that was interesting. I don't really know if that's what Xi Jinping said, but anyway, I guess I guess it is. But all right, regardless, Xi is in San Francisco. He's meeting with Biden. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I find it weird. I find the whole thing strange, especially because of just all the crazy negative discourse that's gone on for the past year. I also found it very funny. I don't know if you guys... Saw this on the news or not, but San Francisco, gosh, the best thing that could have happened for San Francisco was Xi Jinping coming to town because supposedly in in the course of like a week, they completely cleaned the filth hellhole that that city has turned into and they completely cleaned it up. And Gavin Newsom himself, hold on, let me see if I can find this clip. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, That's true because it's true. But it's also true because it's true. (laughs) What what in God's green earth is going on in this world? Man, he really doubled down on that. All right. No, I, I, I edited that a little bit. Although I did not edit the beginning part where he said, that's true because it's true, but it's also true. And then I did cut that clip and I added the, because it's true on that second time. So I added the second time, not the first time. That's literally what he said. And so that's pretty amazing. And hopefully after G finishes with Vegas, he'll go to Portland and then Speaking of Portland, I'm going to give a shout out to my main man, Money Earning, Mount Vernon, Craig Burning, Vernon Thomas, who lives in Portland. So hopefully, Burning, Vernon, Xi Jinping will be coming to your city and get that dump cleaned up. Portland's a mess. Oh my God.
All right, I think I still have the sillies from yesterday's episode. Okay, let me... All right, I'm getting serious here. All right, come on. Back to being serious. Let me... Um, let me play you something so those of you that don't understand what this one China policy is, because actually this episode's going to deal with China. Yeah, pretty much we're going to deal with China, and I'm going to relate it to something, and I'm going to put something on your radar, and it's in regards to that Nikki Haley statement or speech that we talked about yesterday in terms of her coming out saying that, you know, all, if she becomes president, first thing she's going to do is make all the tech companies give, show us, show America their algorithms, which, yeah, they're never going to do that. And then secondly, she's going to require verification of everybody on their social media. And something clicked in my brain yesterday when I was thinking like, why the heck is she doing this? So we'll get to that in a second, but let's bring closure to this one China policy because I do want to make a tremendous point about it. For decades, the one China policy has been a bedrock for Sino-US relations. But what exactly does the policy entail? The one China policy is the diplomatic acknowledgement of China's position that there is only one Chinese government, which is the People's Republic of China and not the Republic of China, also known as Taiwan. I've spoken with Xi about Taiwan. We agree we will abide by the Taiwan Agreement, and we made it clear that I don't think he should be doing anything other than abiding by the agreement. Under the One China Policy, Washington recognizes and has formal ties with the authorities in Beijing, and Beijing claims Taiwan is a part of its territory. It all dates back to 1949 at the end of the Chinese Civil War, when the Chinese Communist Party succeeded in overthrowing the Nanjing-based ROC nationalist government, which then went to Taiwan and made Taipei its new capital. The People's Republic of China, PRC, established its capital in Beijing. Both claim themselves to be the representatives of China. Initially, the US recognized officials in Taiwan as China's legitimate representatives. However, in 1979, under President Jimmy Carter, Washington switched allegiance from ROC to PRC and established full diplomatic ties with the Communist Party in Beijing, stating that it was the sole legal government of China. But this didn't end Washington's relationship with Taiwan, and the US has continued some foreign missions, including the sale of more than $25 billion in arms to the island since 2007, as well as reportedly deploying special forces to provide military training. Currently, tensions have hit a new high between Taipei and Beijing. Taiwan says it is an independent country and will defend its freedoms and democracy, blaming China for the tensions. While for Beijing, reuniting Taiwan with mainland China is an issue of legacy. All right. So basically, the takeaway from that is that in 47 or 48, whatever he said, you know, pretty much China became communist and the People's Republic of China, the PRC, took power headquartered in Beijing. That's what that's what we we think of as China. And then Taiwan you know, kind of became, I guess, a, a little bit of an offshoot of China, but still technically independent. But at the end of the day, China wants them for their legacy to really be under their roof. But then the United States, even though they don't formally recognize them as a separate nation and they agree with the one China policy, you heard what he said. We've been selling them billions of dollars of arms since 2007, I believe. And 
the other part of that. So anyway, just get that on your radar. Get that little disconnect on your radar. It's like, okay, Xi Jinping is here. Biden's saying, yes, we recognize one China. Well, if we recognize one China and we don't have any issues, why are we selling them billions of dollars in arms? I mean, I know the answer to that. I'm a businessman. That's business right there. But it's goofy. It's goofy. And I'm going to dig into it. The other thing is, if you remember, after President Biden gave his Oval Office address, which I mistakenly call the State of the Union address, and my buddy Howard Cole pointed that out to me, bastard, the Oval Office address he talked about, remember how he was like so casually, and that is why I went to Congress and I'm asking for an additional $100 billion for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. It's like, wait, what? More money for Taiwan? Where's, where's Taiwan in this mix? So I just want to get that on your radar. It's a disconnect. I totally don't get it all right now, but I will dig into that. But the thing I just find weird this whole Xi Jinping trip outside of his being a Formula One fan and if you haven't watched that show on Netflix it Netflix it's excellent I'm a huge Formula One fan personally I like the Ferrari team not a Lewis Hamilton fan I'll just put that out there Max Verstappen drives for Red Bull he's excellent driver I don't really like his he's not a team player so not a fan of his so I like the two Ferrari guys, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Those two dudes have the world by the cojones. They are like young, super good looking, making $25, 50 million a year, driving Formula One cars for Ferrari. That's just not fair. That's just, I mean, I do have a podcast and I don't think either one of those guys has a podcast, but whatever. Uh, that is just not fair. All right. Anyway, we're going to do a whole deep, shallow dive on the whole one China and all that. But I did want to start today out with just kind of recognizing the disconnect. You know, we've heard all the rhetoric for the past six months about China being the, you know, the big bad wolf and the enemy and all that. And again, I do understand diplomacy and the need to have conversations and things like that. But I don't know. I just find I find this meeting odd and it supports my theory, which I haven't really fleshed out totally yet. By the way, for a long time, I thought it was flushed out, but the proper term is actually fleshed out. You flesh it out. So I haven't totally fleshed this out yet, but it does support my theory that they could all be in on this together, and there's a bigger picture involving the conversion of individual nation-to-nation -nation fiat currency, meaning the paper dollar-dollar bills, y'all, to digital currency through central bank digital currencies, CBDC. So this kind of supports that theory that this is all a ruse, and it'll give them an excuse to all flick that switch. So we'll see if that happens. Okay, let's get back to uh, what Nikki Haley was saying yesterday in regards to the, um, what do you call it, in regards to the social media. Let me play that clip for you again. But what no one is talking about that is, to me, a huge issue that I'll deal with as soon as I get there is social media. 
So when you look at social media's role in the division of our country, the first thing I'm going to do is go to those social media companies and say, you have to show us your algorithms. I want the country to see the algorithms so that you can see how these companies move. The second thing is they need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name. Because when what about he, Smug? Does he does he qualify? I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses. But I want everybody's name because guess what that does? It gets rid of the Iranian bots, the Russian bots, the Chinese bots, and the North Korean bots. Mm. When you look at the misinformation that is causing Americans to do this, who's it coming from? The Iranians and the Russians right now. TikTok, it's it's the Chinese. All right, that was actually a different clip than the one I played yesterday. And, you know, I kind of actually I wanted to do that on purpose because she's going all over the place talking about this. That was a podcast that she was on. And then the, the clip from yesterday was pretty much the similar gist of it. But that was a she was on, I think, like News Nation or one of the um, one of the Fox shows. So she's making the rounds and she is only talking about this. And I find that really strange and really weird. She did not bring, you know, we just had a debate. She didn't bring it up at the debate or anything like that. It's never been in any of her talking points. I actually Google searched it uh, with her name. She's never talked about this before ever until literally Monday. Monday's the first day she started talking about this. So I find that strange. Now, let's bring it back to China. And I don't think this has anything to do with Xi's visits, but the timing of it is a little odd. So give this a listen. Government here says it is trying to purify society by rewarding those who are trustworthy and punishing those who are not. So like the credit score that most Americans get for how they handle their finances, Chinese citizens are now getting social credit scores based on everything from whether they pay their taxes on time to how they cross the street. When Liu Hu recently tried to book a flight, he was told he was banned from flying because he's on the list of untrustworthy people. Leo was a journalist who was ordered by a court to apologize for a series of tweets he wrote and was then told his apology was insincere. I can't buy property. My child can't go to private school, he says. You feel you're being controlled by the list all the time. And the list is now getting longer, as every Chinese citizen is being assigned a social credit score, a fluctuating rating based on a range of behaviors. It's believed that community service and buying Chinese-made products can raise your score. Fraud, tax evasion, and smoking in non-smoking areas can drop it. If a score gets too low, a person can be banned from buying plane and train tickets, real estate, cars, and even high-speed internet. It's all part of the Chinese government's new social credit system, where people's daily behavior is monitored and rated. Chinese technology firms such as SenseTime are helping the government effort by developing advanced cameras that use artificial intelligence to track just about everything. Good score brings benefits, but people with low scores lose rights. The cinema names and shames people considered untrustworthy, plastering their details, even their addresses across big screens. What do you think? Seriously, what do you think? I mean... 
That makes a lot of sense to me. All right. I have others, but you know what? I'm not going to play them. I want to, I want to get that on your radar. And I seriously, I want to have a, have a group, group research think on this because God, it came to me yesterday. Like I was, I don't remember what the heck I was doing. Oh, you know what? Oh, this is funny. I was having a conversation. Another shout out, Steve Patterson and his son, Grady. They were actually driving to Miami of Ohio to do a college visit. And Steve and I go back to the sixth grade, the sixth grade. How awesome is that? And we were roommates freshman year at Miami. Man, we go back a long ways, even farther than Burnin' Vernon. But anyway, we were talking about some stuff yesterday because they called me on their drive because actually this is super cool. So Grady's a junior at, in high school. And then Steve is like, Grady and I listened to your podcast together. That's awesome. That made me feel so nice. But it came to me during that conversation because we were talking all about different things and Nikki Haley and all that. And then all of a sudden I was like, holy mackerel, this could be the beginning of laying that foundation for this social credit score stuff. Because again, like I said, I mean, this came out of nowhere on Monday, absolute nowhere. She's never talked about this before. And then all of a sudden she's going on multiple, multiple, you know, press things talking about just this. That's weird. All right. I've got that on your radar. Do some research if you if you want or can. Send me send me thoughts. Let's see if we can crack this one together. And that's about it. I'm going to do a short one today. We're going to go back to like 18 minutes on this one because I think this was good. This was I, I really want you guys to think about this and and man, this is like this is what it's all about. Uncovering kind of what's going on. Hopefully together. But anyway, that's about it, everybody. Have a great day. I will not have an episode on Friday. Unfortunately, I've got some boost-related stuff that's going to take up all, all day, and then I've got to prepare for that stuff tonight, so I'm not going to be able to do it on Friday. And then there's the weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. If any of you are in Vegas for the Formula One event, see if you can say hi to Xi Jinping. And then that's it. Call a spade a spade. Let's figure this stuff out. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.